The aim of Black Mental Matters is to tell experiences with honesty. Therefore, some discussions may trigger an adverse reaction. If a discussion is beginning to upset you, we advise that you please stop listening and talk to your support team. Hello, everyone, and welcome. It's Black Mental Matters. I'm Vince the Voice, and this program, again, this podcast is designed to address the issues as it relates to mental health in the black community. We got to get rid of that stigma, and that's why it's so great. Makiba and I recently attended a therapist mixer where there are a number of professionals in one place at the same time. It was sponsored by CEO Professional Services LLC and the CEO of that organization, Megan Harris, LPC, licensed professional counselor. Got a chance to talk to her and find out, you know, the different ways that uh, people can access services by therapists. And then we got a chance to talk to her mom, Miss Donna Wade, who also is a licensed professional counselor. So the fruit didn't fall too far from the tree. But, you know, we were able to talk to these various therapists, ladies and gentlemen, and I'm telling you, there are people, there are professionals in your area. We encourage you, if there's something going on, to, you know, seek out that help. And so you're going to meet two great ones right now. So sit back, relax, and learn. It's Black Metal Matters. It's Black Metal Matters at Vince and Makiba Reed Johnson. How you doing, MRJ? I'm doing pretty good, Vince. Thank you. Very good. And listen, we got a special guest in the house today. You see this? We are here at the Professional Services. Well, the, the, tell me the title again. CEO Professional Services. That's what I said. <laughs> CEO Professional Services with Megan Harris, who today, LPC, yes. who today is hosting a mixer full of all the people that we love, Makiba. And that's folks that's trying to help somebody else. Absolutely. And this is so important that you're doing this because what you're doing is you're bringing awareness to the fact that this is a collective group of professionals that are available to people that need a little bit of assistance with their mental health. Yes, yes. Glad to be hosting the event. You're glad to be hosting the She's so modest. She's so, 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 I mean, your, your resume is awesome. Uh, I read it. You've worked a number of places. Michigan, I mean, you know, you're in Lansing. I know all that area from mm-hmm. Gary, Indiana, right? Yes. Yes. And I know our people. So first of all, thank you for as, as Makiba and I have this. Well, I discovered she already knew because she's a professional that there are so few folks in this field to help, you know, our mental health in our black community. Absolutely. Talk about that, first of all. Well, there are different resources within the black community. Um, I one thing that I am happy is that awareness and acceptance is becoming, um, people are becoming more comfortable with mental health. Um, I believe that there is a stigma that is still out there and especially in the African American community and other, other communities as well. We're taught that, you know, don't talk about your emotions. Don't talk about your feelings. Don't tell anybody anything. Just keep keep it to yourself. And so I'm glad that people are pushing past that and really just getting to the point where they want something different. They want a change for themselves and their families. Mm-hmm. And so they're taking the step in the right direction to let to make that happen. So you're you're a therapist yourself. How did you get into this uh, whole field? You just like to help people. You was good with dolls. I mean, what, <laughs> what, 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 you know, what, how, how did it happen? Well, um, initially, I did want to become an attorney. Yeah. Oh, but an attorney. An attorney. I, I loved helping people. I love advocating for for people. And I just after a few internships, I realized that that was not the road that I was meant to to go down. Um, 
um, I had I worked for the state and I um, assisted individuals with disabilities seek employment. So if they had a physical or mental barrier mm. um, that prohibit them from working or if they were incarcerated and they were getting back into um, you know the environment, I would help them obtain employment and help them to get past any type of physical or mental barriers that they may have. Mm -hmm. And in that, um, at the time, it was great. It was very successful. Many people were placed. Many people were able to work despite of their disability. Um, unfortunately, it was around the time when the economy collapsed and um, I they were basically had to make cuts. And so I was actually mentored by a lot of the counselors that were in, that worked you. for the state. Yeah. And um, a lot of them told me, hey, Megan, I think you'll do great in this position. You need to go get your license. You need to go to school, get your master's. Wow. And um, I would really think you would excel in this field. So I pretty much tried wow. it out mm -hmm. and, you know, just been doing it ever right. since. Wow. Well, now. So you mentioned that you were working with people with physical or emotional disability. Yes. Um, what we've been talking about is the stigma behind the disability that you can't see. Mm -hmm. And um, when you're working with persons, you know, with their mental health, it's it's I'm sure it's different between, you know, from that and working with a person that has a physical visible disability. And so what we would like to talk with you a little bit more about is how do you encourage persons to integrate what they are dealing with as far as their mental health, perhaps into the job setting? Do you recommend that they disclose that to an employer? Um, it, I guess, are you referring more to like if they have anxiety or yes, depression? Yes, or depression that's impacting their work performance. Um, I, I think that, I mean, technically speaking, there are laws set in place mm -hmm. to protect an individual from being discriminated against for having a disability. Right. Um, however, people are people. Yes. <laughs> and we find that although the laws are in place, um, sometimes it's not as easy to to navigate. And mm -hmm. so I, I would say that um, every situation is different. Mm -hmm. um, some people may have an employer that is very understanding. I mean, I've had I've talked to people before that their manager has went through depression or anxiety wow. or maybe mm -hmm. they've had children. So they're much more aware of it. And so they're understanding mm -hmm. and there's others that are not. And so depending on the situation, the client and I will talk through it to see, OK, what situation will work best for you and prepare them how to handle it, just depending on you know, right. their individual situation. Okay. I had a uh, background in uh, workforce development myself at, uh, uh, here in Georgia. And, and uh, you know, that is if you're dealing with a, a mental health issue. I mean, it's hard enough to find a job to begin with. Mm -hmm. But then how do you navigate? And that's what we talk about a lot, how mental health, you know, affects every aspect of your life. It's your relationships, it's your job, it's your, your faith, everything. Mm -hmm. And so, again, we're here today. Uh, you have a mixer, uh, a gathering of therapists. Talk about that. How'd that come into being? Well, I love to to see people come together. I love to, if I have any resources or anything that can help out 
another therapist, then, you know, I'm that one to give it to them. So we have seasoned therapists or it's not just therapists, it's mental health professionals. Right. So mm-hmm. whatever title that may mean, psychologist, psychiatrist, um, nurse practitioner, social worker, therapist. It's a lot. Um so whatever whatever that may be, just coming together and getting to know each other, mm-hmm. um, getting to see who works in what fields, getting to know their specialties for resource and referral purposes. Mm-hmm. Um, I when I first moved here, I mean, it was just going on psychologytoday.com and I really didn't feel comfortable with that because I don't really know these people that I'm making referrals to. They right. don't really know me. And so right. getting to know everybody helps so that I can make sure it's a great fit for the client that I'm referring them out to. We just did a whole uh, program about that, uh, being able to uh, match because every, you know, an addiction specialist, while they are a therapist, perhaps mm-hmm. that don't mean they're good at uh, someone who has a sexual problem or yes. whatever, you know. Yes. Right. So how do you help a person navigate? So I know what the website that you're talking about mm-hmm. and Vince and I were, were talking about how we're confused when mm-hmm. we look at the credentials behind some of the mental health professionals' yes. names. Yeah. Yes. And how do you, as a person that may be having a, a mental health challenge, how do you select the best person to fit your need? Um, again, it will be probably more so on referrals, but if you're an individual that may not, you're just starting from scratch, if you were to go somewhere like psychologyday.com, um, there are different credentials. Um, you have people on there that are fully licensed. You have people on there that are have not obtained their licensure so yet. What's or, the difference between those per, those persons? Like you mentioned, the nurse practitioner mm-hmm. and the licensed social worker and the psychologist and the psychiatrist. Can you just mm-hmm. kind of go into a little bit like what those specialties and those differences are? So for a psychiatrist, a psychiatrist is an individual that um, studies medicine, but also mental health at the same time. So mm-hmm. they prescribe medication. Um, you know, Outside of a nurse practitioner, you can't prescribe medication. So counselors, social workers, unless you went to school, mm-hmm. we can't do that. Um, there are marriage and family therapists. Typically, they specialize in helping individuals with marriage and family. Yes, mm-hmm. therapy. Um, therapists are individuals or LPCs, which what I am, a licensed professional counselor. Um, we help with processing and talk therapy and um, really getting to the roots or the core issues of a situation and helping people process through. Now, everybody can do that, but the training that you have may be different. Mm-hmm. Uh, psychologist is one that does a lot of testing. So um, let's say if um, you know you have a child and you want a diagnosis for them, then you can go to a psychologist and they'll do extensive testing mm-hmm. um, to, to have that, whatever the diagnosis be on their record. Um, and so there's 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 different right. um, faces. Also, a social worker. Mm-hmm. Um, social workers, a lot of time you see that they're therapists as well, but they do a lot of training with um, referral work. So they right. know a lot of the like the resources mm-hmm. in the community and um, um, what to do at the next point right. versus mm-hmm. like I know when I was in school, we didn't really do a lot of training on that. So unless you had a position to know what right. to do, right. you know, it's right. it just varies on, on what training 
um, that you have. So okay. in this room uh, today here at the uh, facility, which again, we're in, uh, what'd you say? This is Peachtree Corners? <laughs> Norcross Peachtree Corners. Norcross Peachtree Corners. <laughs> yeah, right outside. Like, I did Gwinnett County. That's a hundred. <laughs> it's Gwinnett County. <laughs> but no, but that's good because again, we are trying to help folks, you know, locate those uh, folks that can help their families, you know, yes. again, personally, like you say, yes, they forget that stigma. You need some help. Mm-hmm. So we're glad again to be here so that we'll be able to meet, uh, greet, and uh, hopefully, um, and just as you do, you know, we, we, we get the word out about the various uh, services that are that are available in our community. Yes. Right. And yes. a lot of people don't think that life exists north of I-20. <laughs> so it's great that you're actually putting this information out here because yes. when you're thinking about, you know, Black Atlanta, mm-hmm. they don't think about Gwinnett County. Yes. So it's great that you're letting people know that you do have services up here in this part of town for them. Yes. There's actually a lot of therapists of color in this area mm-hmm. um in the Gwinnett County Is area so yeah really? there are how many uh, how many exactly <laughs> I'm not sure <laughs> but I know there's a lot but no, we, 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 we want to get that we want to get that word out and, and again talk about you know because well I don't know about you but sometimes you know we get to confessing on this uh program you know because you know how we are mm-hmm. you know if if it happened to Vince, then okay, it, then it, it's okay that it, it happened to me, kind mm-hmm. of thing, you know. Mm-hmm. And so uh, we 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 really try to put out there that uh, no matter what it is you're going through, you're not alone, and no matter what it is that you're going through, there are people who have uh, taken you know time to study and and help you. Now, one thing, and I ain't, I'm not trying to bust Makiba out, but <laughs> when I said life coach, she's like all them life coaches. Whoa, <laughs> yeah. The internet life coaches. Yes, there's a lot. <laughs> there's a lot. And so within this, within this, and that's okay mm-hmm. for some things, right? Yes, there is a difference between coaching and therapy. It's, okay. it's a big difference. Some um, people don't recognize that, though, you yes. know. And a lot of people follow these life coaches on Instagram, they and do. they treat them as Therapist. Yes. Did you see her brow get off her? No, I'm okay. Yes, that is something that we're seeing a lot of people just pop up. Because um, right. you don't have to technically be licensed to be a, um, a life coach or whatever type of coach you want to be. You don't have to be licensed for that. So anybody can just say, oh, you know. I want to. So there's no regulation, right? No, you could just get um, certified in it, Mm. which are helpful to, I guess, market themselves. Like I'm certified. I went through a a day training, and so Mm. you know I can go out and market my services. Right. But there's no. You don't have to be licensed to do it. Right. And yeah. Good. I, I was listening to a um, NPR special this morning, and they were talking about an individual named Teal Swan. Okay. And this person has a internet following that's massive, and she was talking about um, she believes in reincarnation. Mm. Okay. And so just to make a long story short, 
um, two of her followers died by suicide. Mm. And they were trying to say, you know, what can we do as mental health professionals to start regulating some of this? So mm. Facebook took her page down because she had a, a private page. Um, they took her YouTube video down and they um, edited some of her Instagram mm. um, content as okay. well. So that's why we're having these conversations just to kind of let people know you've got to be careful with yeah. who yes. you think that you are speaking with. Yes. Um, and, and it's so important for you all to say, hey, you know, not to flex, but I'm the real deal. Mm -hmm. right. Yes, right. that is that's definitely um, because you are. If you're not trained properly, you can touch on certain issues and get stuck and not know what to do with it and then lead the person down the wrong road. Yeah, it's and tragic. yeah, it is. So definitely want to make sure that you're following people that have the proper training. Because the internet can't fix my life, can it? <laughs> <laughs> wow, he went it. there. <laughs> <laughs> but it's okay. But it's okay. But that's why, again, uh, I'm so glad and, and, and really anxious to hear from uh, those that, you know, are, are out here, uh, again, uh, making a difference uh, with, with mental health, whether it's young, old. Um, you know, you two, Bikiba's big on the black women. Yes. And uh, we were just talking about our black girls, you know, mm -hmm. who are going to getting suspended at a, a rate multiple times mm -hmm. than everybody else and getting in a pipeline, going to prison. Yeah. I'm like, really? Yeah. Yeah. You know, so we, we need some help. Thank you for everything that you're doing. I, this is my passion, and so I'm going to keep doing mm -hmm. this unless, you know, there's a different road for me to go down. This is the road I'm going to go down. <laughs> How can people find you? They can go to my website at um, CEOProfessionalServicesLLC.com. That's it. Um, and I also have a Facebook page, CEO Professional Services, and Instagram as well. Well, thank you so much. It's Megan Harris, and uh, we're going to start mixing. All right. Sounds good. Thank, thank you. you. <laughs> Black Mental Matters, and now we have Miss Wade, Miss Donaway. Yes. How you doing, Don? I'm wonderful. And uh, Makiba, this is uh, Megan's mama. I know she is rocking the whole Tina Turner thing. I'm just <laughs> a fan. Good. She looks good. She looks good. No doubt about it. Uh, but but what's amazing is that. Uh, she herself is LPC, Licensed mm -hmm. Professional Counselor, yes. and passed it on to your daughter. Yes. And now she's, you know, we're here at this mixer and having a great time. I know you got to be proud, huh? I am very proud. Mm -hmm. Well, talk about, uh, talk about your uh, uh, practice and uh, what it is that you specialize in. Well, I have a private practice in Norcross, Georgia. Okay. Uh, as of September of this year, 2019, I semi-retired. Oh. And prior to that, I had uh, two offices. I had one in Duluth and one in Norcross. Wow. But after I semi-retired and scaled back and, and currently transitioning into other things, mm -hmm. uh, I closed one of my offices. Wow. Wow. So... Two practices. Yes. Wow. So that, uh, uh, I guess, goes right along with the great need mm -hmm. that it is, uh, particularly this is Black Mental Matter. So, I mean, we love everybody. Yes. But we were definitely concerned about our community. So it was that much work, huh? To have uh, two practices, two cities, that much uh, need out there. Huh? Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And of course, my practice is very multicultural. Okay. Uh, serve the needs of the 
black community, however, the needs of the multicultural uh, Atlanta mm-hmm. so, as yeah. well. Uh-huh. I, I was just reading that Duluth and Johns Creek are about 64% Asian yes. right yes. now, and that Asian persons are considered people of color. Mm. Mm-hmm. Is that right? Yeah. Yes. And um, Vince and I were discussing that they share the similarity of the stigma within their community of it not being normalized within yes. families and communities to talk about mental health. Yes. Well, mental health has its um, cultural uh, dynamics mm-hmm. in all cultures. Right. And so what may be taboo aspect of mental health counseling in one culture may not be present in another culture. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the the point is uh, that the word is getting out. Um, and I attribute it to people like uh, Oprah mm-hmm. and Dr. Phil. Mm-hmm. They, they did make a lot of people feel like it's okay. Mm-hmm. I remember hearing after Michelle Obama came here and talked about her book. And I was told that uh, she had mentioned that her and her husband had sought counseling. Mm-hmm. Well, after that, got so many people that mm-hmm. came in and told me, right. well, they did it, and so it must be okay. Mm-hmm. Right. And so uh, opportunities of people that we respect mm-hmm. um, to hear that they have uh, sought counseling and it's been important in their mm-hmm. life and very uh, effective in helping them find balance has just been critical to uh, the acceptance of mm-hmm. mental health uh, counseling. One of the things, uh, Makiba and I, one of our missions at long term, but maybe even sooner, we want to get more young people excited about this career, mm-hmm. that uh, that there is a need uh, here in the community. And so uh, what advice or, or, or what, what things, has it been a rewarding career for you? Can I ask that question first? You know, I, I believe that I was called by God to do the work that I do. Okay. And I always tell people, and this is the absolute truth, um, I find that I've never been happier than mm. when I was centered in the will of God um, in what I did in my life. I've never had an unhappy day since I've started doing this, and I had many unhappy days before I started doing it. Mm. So it's just been extremely rewarding to me. Uh, to see people that uh, have come in and their lives have been changed. Yes. And once mm-hmm. their lives have been changed, now their families' lives. And yeah. so the whole whole uh, dynamics of their family history is now changing. And to be a part of something like that mm-hmm. is just overwhelming. Yes, yes, yes. Mm-hmm. I, I think, oh, I'm sorry, Vince. I think you, I was telling um, Megan that you are an anomaly. You and, and Megan, because, you know, we we talk about the fact that we don't talk about mental health in, in black families. But to have a, a, a mom and a daughter that are both counselors, you must have been providing a, a safe space for your children to be able to talk about mental health and for them to be able to say, hey, I'm going to see a therapist and not get any, and not get any pushback because that was your field. Well. I've always encouraged my children to mm. see counselors wow. okay. um, because what many parents try to do is to be their counselor. Ooh. They try Say to be that their, their spouse's counselor. They try to be 
people in their church counselor. Mm-hmm. They try to be their co-workers counselor. Mm-hmm. And because you have an investment in that relationship, you can't be objective. Mm. So I never, my I get to cheat a little bit. I knew that. I, I never, when I see something that maybe my children can benefit from another objective opinion because see I love my babies mm-hmm. and yes. so yes. I'm not objective I'm yes. gonna be perfectly honest I'm right. not objective yes. and so I have referred them out sometimes they've listened sometimes they <laughs> have but I have been open to that and having said that they also respect my work mm-hmm. and so it's gotta be uh, I'm just fantasizing for a minute I've been married 32 years happily let me just go baby you heard that but but if I walked up into your house and she's a counselor and mama's a counselor I don't don't know how that would be that that could be good (laughs) I I think that would be awesome just to have someone that that's just supportive like because Mm -hmm. a lot of people don't want people in their family to go to counseling because they know about the trauma that has not been disclosed and they don't want a lot of that personal information quote unquote just out there that is true that is true that and that's a very hard aspect of it mm-hmm. um however once people begin to to go and 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 talk and see changes in other family members it yes. becomes a domino effect yeah mm-hmm. i find that uh once it might be a spouse starts to see their spouses communicating a little better um, um, uh, being more emotionally balanced, mm-hmm. then they're, they kind of want to, so what's, what's going on? And then it makes them more apt to want to try it. It does. It, it, it makes, it makes a difference. I think even, uh, since the beginning of us, uh, with, with black mental matters and really paying attention to our emotions more and, and, and things like that, you know, that it is, uh, helped in, uh, ain't no doubt in my mm-hmm. in my own mental health and, right. and, yeah. and things like that. You know, one of the things we are really uh, focused on is letting folks know, and it's been said over and over again here today, is that you're not alone. You're not the only one, mm-hmm. and that's what ends up happening in our community. And we keep it in the house yes. and mm-hmm. quiet, mm-hmm. and then something bad happens, mm-hmm. and all we needed to do was to talk about it and it could have been resolved. Mm-hmm. Yes. Is absolutely. that something that you've seen over the years in your practice? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, family secrets, um, embarrassment mm-hmm. over something, thinking that you're the only one. Um, you see that all the time. Um, that's why you need an objective person to let you know it's quite normal to mm-hmm. feel embarrassed, but you don't have to feel that way. Um, let me help you balance your thinking. Let's look at this a different way. And um, that just opens up a person emotionally mm-hmm. and now you can resolve the problem. A uh, huge thing is uh, forgiving yourself. Mm-hmm. You find that, mm-hmm. that a lot of people have made mistakes. Right. They're embarrassed. They keep the secret hidden and um, they, they feel guilt and they're unable to forgive themselves. Mm-hmm. But when you're able to... Uh, talk to someone and um, help them understand that we all make mistakes. Right. So let's talk about moving forward. Um, one of the things that I tell people, uh, we all have regrets. However, uh, the, it, to look at the past, what can you do about it? Other than become mm-hmm. depressed about it because mm-hmm. you can't change it. 
um, to look at the future, well, you become anxious about mm-hmm. it because nobody knows the future. Mm-hmm. But your opportunity is right now, right here today. Mm-hmm. So what are we going to do? What's our plan going to be? Right. Makiba mm-hmm. told me, taught me about, uh, you know, about holding things in and reliving it over and over again. And then you, not only does your mind relive it, but then your body relives it. Absolutely. And it starts wearing down on your body. So this this is an all-encompassing uh, type of uh, arena when we talk about mental health because it affects every aspect of your life. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And not only your life but um, lives of your children and your children's mm-hmm. children. Mm-hmm. So it has a family dyma- dynamics to it. Whatever my pattern of thinking is, it's going to be the same way of my children's. And then that's going to create a schism in their children. Right. And so that's what's called a stronghold in your mind, mm-hmm. uh, where you're, you're looking at something and you're not looking at it from any way other than what you've been taught, what mm-hmm. you've known. And so you get locked into mm-hmm. that, mm-hmm. and it's called a stronghold. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it doesn't mean it's right, but it's hard convincing people outside of counseling that their thinking is wrong and it's causing stressful behaviors. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a, a lot of what people don't realize with going into therapy is the importance of self realization and self-awareness and realizing where you're toxic in someone else's life and that you might be the source of trauma for someone else and and to be able to face that and and to own up to it and to do something about it that's hard especially with parenting Mm -hmm. especially with parenting i i see that a lot because parents are well-meaning i know Mm -hmm. i'm one and i'm well-meaning i'm not always right Mm -hmm. (laughs) right right but i'm well-meaning and you 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 see that pattern when it comes to parenting. And so I deal with a lot of parents and in, in, uh, their, their thinking that they're locked into right. and um, have been instrumental in, in, in just shaking them from that. And what I call balancing their thinking, helping them look at it from a different perspective mm-hmm. um, so that it doesn't begin to be control. And now I'm controlling mm-hmm. my children mm-hmm. and they're resenting me. Mm-hmm. Well, it's very obvious that uh, uh, Megan doesn't resent you no. uh, <laughs> from the time we got here. You know, it's been a beautiful thing, and, and, and it's so wonderful. I, I know you're so proud to she's in uh, to walking in your shoes, uh, so to speak. And uh, where can people, if they are uh, interested in learning more from you or perhaps seeking help from you, how could they uh, find you? Can I say one thing be- before I say that? Um, when you talked about walking in your shoes, one thing that I uh, wish that people could understand is that um, a when we look at parent, we, we all have a mother and a father somewhere. Mm-hmm. Right. And so a uh, a child always looks at that same gendered parent to establish their identity. What does growing up look like? Mm-hmm. What does What's right or what's wrong? It doesn't matter that it is right or wrong with that parent. They look to that parent and they fall in that pattern. And then they look at the opposite gendered parent 
Uh, so that would be like uh, my daughter would look at her father mm -hmm. to emotionally validate her. Mm -hmm. uh, a, a, a young boy would look at his mother. Mm -hmm. That's his first love. Mm -hmm. That's also a girl's first love is her dad. Mm -hmm. And so uh, that opposite gendered person emotionally validates you. And that is so critical. And a lot of times people don't understand mm -hmm. if there's a void in any mm -hmm. of those, it could cause schisms in in that child's life mm -hmm. and then you're wondering why are they like this it's because of that reality that that same gendered person establishes your identity mm -hmm. that opposite gendered person emotionally validates you and that emotional validation is huge so i just wanted to say that that's good, that's good. Uh, i'm glad you did yeah. <laughs> i just oh, wanted to some say money for for she just counseled us <laughs> <laughs> gotta write her a check <laughs> yeah the importance of a dad to take his daughter out on a date and tell her she's beautiful oh. and and you know, all my problems are solved. All your right. problems are solved. <laughs> Tell them how they can contact you. So if a person wants to contact me, um, like I said, I'm semi-retired at this point, and um, I am available to be reached by telephone. My telephone is 404-938-4517, uh, and uh, that's the number to my office, which is located in Norcross, and that is basically how I could be reached. Very good. Very good. Well, we thank you so much uh, for your time. And uh, again, what a great uh, activity today, gathering all these uh, therapists together. Isn't that special? That is awesome. I thought it was, but y'all was kind of loose out there. Y'all made a lot of noise. <laughs> we were having fun. Party. We <laughs> was trying to, yeah, trying to <laughs> solve the work. problems A lot of, the of good information. <laughs> yeah. Networking was going on. That's very good. Very yes. good. So thank you so much. And You're so very welcome. That's what it's all about, Mkiba. It is. We appreciate you, Donna. Black Mental Matters. Thank you. This is Makiba Reed Johnson with Black Mental Matters, and this is Makiba's Mindful Moment. This moment, we're going to take a minute and think about stopping the act. How much time are you spending during the day acting like you're okay? How often are you performing for others at work or at home? And how often are you smiling when you are really feeling unhappy inside? It is okay to not be okay. It's okay to not be okay as long as you address the source of why you're feeling this way. It's exhausting to wear a mask all day pretending that everything's all right. It leads to giving people permission to overstep their boundaries with you. And when you become comfortable being authentic, you can be professional and kind and still stand in the truth of who you are and what you are not willing to put up with. 